You're listening to the Quiet Rebels podcast, episode number 45. And in this episode today, I really wanted to go deep in helping you understand why your message matters, because it truly does. And at the time of this recording, this was when the coronavirus outbreak, you know, has reached pandemic levels. And now is a time where I feel like we all need to find that self-belief, that what we do does make an impact. And instead of just simply saying your message matters, I wanted to prove it. Which is why in this episode, I have a special guest on the show. This is my friend, Dre Addison. Uh, Well, his name is actually Andre, which you will talk about this in the episode itself. But his name is Dre Addison, and he's a dear friend of mine. We've been in the same mastermind, and we really, really connected a couple of weeks back when, at the time of this recording anyway, we uh, really connected when we spoke about our messages and what really drives us. And I just realized that sometimes we don't give ourselves the time or the permission to really have these deep self-reflections as to what is the driving force behind everything we do. Because sometimes when everything is up in the air like it is right now, our priorities can change. And because of this priority change, sometimes we kind of like lose sight of who we are and what we do, which is why I wanted to kind of like wrangle us all back together up until this point to help you realize why your message matters. And so in this episode, Dre actually walks us through his framework. And instead of just like talking about it theoretically, I decided midpoint, I didn't plan this, but I decided midpoint like, hey, how about we actually go through it? So you'll be able to see firsthand the three-step framework that's in action to help us find why our message matters. And I'm the guinea pig. I am the example. Andre did an amazing job like pulling out those things inside of me. And I do that and I tell you up front, like at the beginning, before we get into it, for a reason. I want to help you see what's possible, why your message matters. And so I want to be the example for you. And hopefully by tuning in, when you actually see this example step by step, you can start envisioning this for yourself. And we'll link you to Trey's website where you are able to apply this to yourself and for you to connect with him if you have any questions or maybe if you want to work through the process. Because you see Dre's coaching skills in action during the episode because there are times when I kind of cut myself short or maybe I went off on a tangent and he knew how to reel back at the right points and I wanted you to hear it right then and there. And so that's what we have for you today, my lovely. So let's get into it. This is the place to be if you want the courage to live your life and run your business in a way that's true to you. Contrary to what you might think, you don't have to be the loudest person in the room in order to be heard. But here's the thing, there's no time for you to be playing small anymore because you can make an impact on the people you want to help in this world by showing up and owning your message. And it is my personal mission to support you on your journey with every single episode. I'm your host, Meike Sang, and it is my honor to welcome you to The Quiet Rebellion. Let's dive in. Hello, my dear Quiet Rebels. I hope you are doing amazing. And in today's episode, I'm so excited to introduce you to my friend and guest who's going to be speaking with us about why your message matters. It's literally something that he has on a canvas because I can see him right now because we're recording this on Zoom. And it's literally a canvas that he has displayed. So anyone who speaks with him just reaffirms how much their message matters. And so that's why we're going to be digging deep into the stories that we currently tell ourselves and sometimes how the stories we tell ourselves can actually be a direct reflection of how we are perceived by others because we don't even realize 
how we perceive ourselves can be very different to how others perceive us. And so we're really going to dig deep into this because now is a time for you to really show up and own your voice. And if you've been following the Quiet Rebels podcast for quite some time, then you may know one of the core purposes that this podcast exists is to help you own your voice and your message. And so that's why I'm so excited to invite Dre Addison onto the podcast. So Dre, take it away. <laughs> Thank you for having me. And you can see right here, I have your message matters. And that really started as a reminder to myself that I wanted to look at every day that my message matters, that my value matters. And I guess just to take it back to, I guess, why that's so relevant or why that's important is because I started around 2012. That's when my journey started. I was, in a, I was going into my senior year of college and I knew that I wanted to be, I guess, be an entrepreneur, just be able to create my life on, on my terms, as shared that sounds. And I discovered the online marketing world and I spent a lot of time dabbling a lot of things, affiliate marketing, network marketing, coaching, and doing a lot of different things. And while I knew that I had expertise, while I was passionate for helping people, I found myself always gravitating to being behind the scenes and to, to playing small. And the thing I, I got excited about a lot of times were empowering people to be their best or to do their best. But I always fall back into this comfort zone of let me just talk about this topic. Let me just teach about this marketing thing instead of just showing up and fully expressing myself and expressing my gifts. And there were a few, I guess, key or pivotal moments that really was like an aha moment for me to where I was like, okay, well, you know, this is a sign that I have to use my gifts and it's a sign to, to not not just play small. So one of them was that I was in a community and we, we was on a we was on a big guest webinar. And when I got on, my friend and my like my business partner at the time, he referred to me as the tech guy. And that's because, you know, I was setting up the funnels. I was creating the marketing and the training, yes, but I also knew that a big thing that excited me was leading the vision and creating the vision for our team, for our audience. And so just to hear that, I couldn't say anything in a moment, but it, it upset me and it made me say, okay, maybe this is how I'm being portrayed. Regardless of what I see inside, I had to look at how am I showing up, how people are perceiving me. I ignored that. I continued playing small and it took 2015. I was 23 years old and I had a cancer skip. So I had a, a lip, my lymph node was swollen and I went to the doctor and he said, it's going to go down over time. So just come back in a few weeks. I came back. It was growing more. He gave me antibiotics. He said, this should make it go down. I took the antibiotics and it go down. We ran more tests. And what, what we tested for, it came back negative. Like you're narrowing down the options of what it could be. And I'm, I'm going on Google and I'm getting, you know, the worst thing to do is go on Google when you got some symptoms. Oh, yeah. No, don't do that. <laughs> so I went to, so I referred me to a surgeon. And to make, make the story short, the surgeon said it could be nothing or it could be something. And by that something, he meant cancer. So I had to, within the next week and a half, I had to get a biopsy done. And luckily, it came back negative. But going through that whole experience, Maybe just everything in perspective. I was 23 years old. Yes, I was doing decent with my business online, but I wasn't feeling fulfilled. I, I wasn't showing up the way I wanted to. And just having something like that happen to you, it makes you appreciate life. It makes you think about the impact that, that you're making, think about a lot of things. And the thing that I got passionate about was just thinking about how many other people felt the way that I did and not needing you to have a cancer scare or to have a, a crazy car accident or to lose a family member or to, to have to get fired from your job, not needing this big moment to finally decide when you're back against back against the wall to say, I'm going to honor my gifts and my value and I'm going to show up. And it's just really at any moment you can decide that you matter, that your message matters and that there are people out there that need that. To bring, I just bring it full circle. Now that's why I'm so passionate about helping people just own that and just realize that you don't need to wait for permission. You don't need to wait for anything. I just see your value and just trust that 
and go out there and show up and take the steps and make that impact that you know deep down inside is possible for you. Wow. This is actually the second time that I've heard the story because we, when we first got to know each other just a couple of weeks ago, I heard this and it really hit me for two reasons. So the pivotal moment, number one, that you referred to was being referred to as a tech guy. And that's from your business partner when you're kind of supposed to be equal. And that's in front of a lot of people. Like I'm sure yeah. like he didn't mean to like almost diminish the value in a way, like just referring to you as a tech guy as opposed to his equal business partner. But the point is that was a big moment for you to actually see how you were being perceived and it was amplified because it was in front of all the attendees on that webinar. So that was a big thing. And I'm sure that there was a lot of self-reflection at that point, as you mentioned. And um, But you said that you kind of like pushed it down. And then what brought it back up was actually realizing through this cancer scare that what if you never got to live the life on your terms as you originally wanted when you started off? as an entrepreneur because like myself as soon as I left university which is I think your college in the US as soon as I left university I wanted to become an entrepreneur because I also want to live life on my terms but and like yourself I've had a couple of um, scary situations I think I told you this in real life right that I remember when I was in Bali for the first time I was with my friend and suddenly this growing pain had been amplifying each day and then I landed in hospital and I was literally so scared for my life and I wasn't actually afraid to die this sounds so morbid but don't worry cry rebels I'm gonna get out of there soon but okay let me just bring it back but I wasn't afraid to die but what I was afraid of was never being able to realize my potential and to be able to help people with that potential and I think that's where we really connected when we spoke about our stories and I feel really honored that you have shared this with us today because this is a big deal and you're right. Like, why is it that sometimes it takes a big shift in one's life to realize it? Why is it when we lose a family member or a near-death experience ourselves or losing a job or some other big, like, momentous moment? Why is it that we only wake up during those moments? Mm -hmm. And so that's why I'm really glad that you're here with us today to kind of help us through your three-part process to kind of help people realize what their message is so they don't need to wait for it. They go out and get it. So that's what I want to ask you today. Like, What is your process, Dre? Because I know that you work with your clients on this to help them realize their own potential, their own message, and help them understand why their message matters and helping them to actually communicate that out so they're perceived the same way that they perceive themselves. Yeah. So, and so I have a framework called the Resonate and Rise framework. And that is for coaches, for experts, for online entrepreneurs, because sometimes we just hear a message and, and we may discredit and say, okay, well, I don't have this big message or I'm not this big brand, but we don't realize that having a core message is at the heart of doing meaningful work. Of, if you want to connect with your clients, if you want to create more compelling copy without needing to be this fancy copywriter. You can do that by getting clear on the three things, which number one is your truth. And that is, you know, your mission and the why behind what you, why you do what you do and the relevant story to help you connect with your audience. And so this is very different than the way a lot of marketing, a lot of things are is when you start with, okay, what is your niche or what is your product? But I realized that if we want to show up fully, if you want to own our value, if you want to create a genuine connection, we have to first look inside and say, okay, well, what do I stand for? We got to be willing to take a stance. For that and not just what do I stand for, but who do I stand for? Who am I willing to take a stance for and wake up every morning and say, this is my tribe. This is who I'm going to serve. These are the people that matter to me. This is the cause that I'm doing that gives my work meaning. 
And so the truth is all about really finding the deeper mission and the deeper message in your work that will connect with your audience. Mm-hmm. And that, so, so that's number one, the truth. This, the second part of the framework is your tribe. So this is like who are the people that you best serve and not just knowing them on a demographic level, but really getting to understand them, really creating deep empathy for them and being able to advocate for them. And to do that, it requires you to understand where they're at on their journey right now. So that's a big thing. Understanding what does their life look like right now? Where they are on the journey? How do they feel on a daily basis? Because they have this unsolved problem, because they have this need that hasn't been met yet. How are they feeling? What is the story that they're telling themselves? What are they seeing and just experiencing on a daily basis? And then what does that new ordinary look like? So what does life look like after working with you? What do they desire? Who do they want to become? So and so really taking a step back and instead of just saying, well, I work with women between age 30 and 38 who, who have two kids and just the demographic. Yes, you understand that, but take time to really look at that as a, a real person. Because when you make that, that shift and you really understand them and their mindset and the beliefs that are holding them back and you care about that, your content, your copy, when you're showing up on podcasts, on stage, on anything, you have so much more conviction because you're showing up for that person. And you know that what you're creating is helping to shift that person from where they're at to where they want to be. And that leads into the third part, which is the transformation. So looking at your work, looking at your brand, looking at your offers and seeing Okay, what is it? What is the real value that I'm offering? So you're not just offering an eight week nutrition plan. You're not just offering a mindset coaching. What is the real value? What will life look like three months from now, six months from now, a year after work with you? Another question I love to ask is that who will they become? How will they show up in the world? And what is now possible because of this? So what new possibilities are you creating through your work, through the value that you have or the value that you offer? And just looking at that and owning that. Because if we're not clear on the transformation, it's hard to get someone else excited to take action. Because if they don't understand how their life will be better, if they don't understand why they need to take action, they're not going to move. So it first starts with you getting clear on your value and your transformation and you owning that so that you can communicate that. So those are the three things, truth, tribe, and transformation. I like all the T's here. (laughs) I think what will be really helpful, Dre, is if we can actually give examples of like literally let's take ourselves through the process because I think that's going to make it much more real for those who are listening right now to kind of envision what the truth and the tribe and the transformation is for them so how about we go through each section like through our own our own businesses and to see what it actually looks like or what it sounds like because I know this is a podcast <laughs> that'd be all right yeah all right Awesome. So you lead, like this is your process. So. All right. So for me, my truth is, which is, as you can see on, on the wall, the thing that I stand for is helping people to really own their value and own their gifts and to see business as a way of almost personal development. So realizing that no matter what you offer, you're helping someone create a transformation and become a better version of themselves. And I'm willing to stand for not hiding behind the funnels and the frameworks and the formulas and losing out on the thing that's going to help you connect, which is your message, which is your voice, which is your value. So that's the thing that I stand for is that expression and leading with that, but not just sharing whatever you want to share just to share it, but taking time to ask yourself, why does this matter? How did this resonate with my audience? How is this a value to the person on the other end? And the way that I, my story, the way, the thing that led me here with those, you know, those pivotal moments that I shared earlier that helped me connect with my audience was when I shared the cancer scare. You may not have dealt with the cancer scare, but you can relate to a point where you know that you're playing small 
and you have something that you need to give out or, or like give to the world, you have to know value, but you're held back by these stories and these limitations. And then there may be a moment to where you're like, I can no longer go on doing this. I need to get this out there. I need to share my gifts and I send you on a quest. And I feel like that's very relevant to an audience as, as a quiet rebel, because for a lot of times we may hide and we may stay behind the scenes until we realize that, you know what, this needs to be out into the world. I'm doing a disservice by my keeping this inside me. That is really my truth. It's helping people own their value and just taking a stand and saying your message matters. And yeah, so I guess we can go through it each second. So if you, you can share your truth or just, I'll share some questions that yeah. will help with you and the audience too. One of them is like, what, so what drives your work and what gives it meaning? What drives my work is that there are so many amazing purpose-driven entrepreneurs out there. They just don't have the, I don't know, it's just like their level of heart is just not respected or even known to those out there. And as a result, their businesses may not be able to thrive as much as they could. And that leaves room for all of the jerks, all the jerks out there who don't care for people as much as these purpose-driven entrepreneurs do. So basically, in a nutshell, it's kind of like, I want the good guys and the good girls or like the good people to win, basically, because they believe in purpose as well as profitability, because just purpose alone, sometimes we can lose sight of the fact that sometimes it is a business that we're running. So it's a fine balance, but they lead with purpose and profit second. So that's what drives me. I want to help as many voices be heard, you know, from people who lead with lead like that. And why is this? I'll ask one more question. So it's not like a, yeah, you know, no, yeah. <laughs> like walk us through it because those who are listening, I'm trying to apply this framework to themselves. I'm just gonna like be the dumbest person in the room right now and just like, <laughs> like lead through it. So yes, what's the next question? And why is this relevant to you? So was there a moment? Was there like a oh wow, like this is an aha moment for you, or just an experience where you experienced the opposite and you realized that this needs to be out there? So like, why is this relevant for you for people to have that purpose and that profitability? And just to, because I feel like we have a similar mission of owning our gifts. Mm. So how, like, was there a time where you realized this for you or you worked with a client and you saw the transformation for them and you're like, okay, well, this needs to be out there and I need to do this. That's a really good question. There are a lot of turning points in my journey. And to be honest, one of the things that I think of was when I was in an abusive relationship when I was 19. And I remember giving all of my power away. It wasn't taken from me because actually I was unknowingly giving permission. But I remember feeling like at rock bottom at that moment. And then when I started to claim the power back, I realized this is what life is like when I get to take responsibility for my actions. And then I just saw that when I spoke to people, when I trained as a coach, when I trained as a copywriter and now podcast guesting, right? And I realized every step of the way, just being able to help somebody realize just a small nugget about themselves can shift their entire perspective. And when I see that light bulb moment happen for them and they take themselves seriously, they start showing up more seriously and they believe in themselves, like that's what makes me keep going so just when there were the many moments in my life where i felt utterly powerless and when i realized that it's up to me to stand up and if i can be an advocate for other purpose-driven entrepreneurs out there who have been knocked down by people who don't believe in them they knock themselves down i want to be their biggest cheerleader i want to be their biggest advocate for their work to change their corner of the world so i think that would be it does that make sense (laughs) yeah that's okay i'm listening that That was great (laughs) thank you (laughs) okay yeah. So you keep leading. Yeah. So I was asking a few questions. So, so that one, we go straight to the, for the tribe. 
So that is your audience. So right now, like just a recap, like who is it that you serve? Like who is your that core person that you would love to have? Like it's a, like 10 or, or just a client roster full of people and you're excited about their journey and their transformation. Like who is that, that one person? Well, it's a collective because this is why yeah, I, yeah, like I named this podcast The Quiet Rebels for a reason because it, we represent the people who stand to do things differently, not in an abrasive way, not in a way that kind of shames others. Like we literally open opportunities for other people because we lead the charge. We just go a different direction. When everyone goes left, we move forward, not right. Just move forward. And so, <laughs> thank you. So does that count? Do the quiet rebels count as a tribe? <laughs> well, that's that's a good uh, a good example because sometimes we think that when we say, "Oh, who that one person that it has to just be or only work with coaches, or only work with women, or only work with this thing." But one thing that I've learned on my journey is that the thing that can tie us all together or tie our audience together are the values and the vision for where we're going. So it may be people in different industries, or it may not just be one person, but if you put all those people in the room, they may share that that those common values, the common worldview of how things should be on and how they want to create their life and their business. Even though, yeah, it could be, you can get a little bit more specific. I know this, this is on the fly. I think that was a good example to give people permission as well to where sometimes you don't have to force the niche so hard to where like, well, I have to just get this, this one person, this one thing. And the thing that ties together can be that those values. Mm. So from that, what is the big thing that they're trying to create or they're trying to accomplish that you help them? So I'd say if I were to like niche further, so actually I'm really glad that you brought up that last point because I've always struggled with niching because I felt like I just couldn't and I didn't understand why until Rai Schwartz actually. Uh, when I shared my struggle with him, he said, you niche by ethos, you don't niche by industry like everyone else does. And then that helped me to kind of like own that first. And then when I look deeper, the people who seem to resonate with me, I, they're coaches, they're copywriters and course creators. So it's luckily that they're all like, they will start with C. <laughs> like, so copywriters, coaches and course creators, because I have been each and every one of them. And so I think having that perspective of, hey, I've been in the trenches and I will be in the trenches with you. And each and every one of those types are so a coach. They want to transform their clients' worldview somehow, whether it's in their health, whether it's in their business, whichever kind of coach they are. A course creator is somebody who wants to like amplify what they teach to the masses so they can create further transformation than on a one-on-one. And a copywriter is able to articulate one's message in a way that is we can consume. Like they find ways to kind of like extrapolate someone's message and just like put it in such a way where it can really resonate and reach the heart of others. So my work helps them to amplify all those things, to reach those people that they want to help. So that count. <laughs> we could go a little deeper. Um, okay. I wanted to share kind of as people listening, I want to get many questions out there. So another question I can ask is what is, so now we know what they you know what they want. What is getting in the way of them achieving that? Mm. And normally there's external things. I know we was touching on mindset. So what are a few stories or limiting beliefs or mindset blocks that you feel like are holding your clients, those coaches, the copywriters, the course creators from fully expressing themselves and from fully making that impact that they want and helping people articulate their message and things. So what are the things that you see are in their way? And it's like once that light bulb goes off, once they get it, they just have full range and they go out there and they're just making that impact. Oh, yes. So I'd have to say that it's almost never a lack of ability or resources or skills or knowledge. It is 
95% of the time, not going to lie, it is their mindset. It is their shift in perspective of belief in themselves. So that a lot of them do experience imposter complex. So they feel like their work doesn't matter. They feel like they don't matter enough in order to charge for their work. And because again, they are purpose-driven people. So they want to help as many people as possible. But sometimes they sell themselves short and so as a result, they either undercharge or they can't get clients as much as they want to because that belief in themselves is missing. And then people can feel that. They can feel um, almost like the lack of self-confidence. And it's like almost like the biggest injustice that I see. And so when I work with them, it's literally like their light bulb moment is actually finding the connection between their own journeys and how they can relate to their ideal clients or their ideal customers to actually make that change. So it's just mainly a mindset shift, to be honest. That's like the biggest struggle. And I think that's great on copywriting in itself because Mm. as we both know, a lot of copy comes from just asking yourself, what does someone need to believe to take that next step? So what do they need to believe about us? What do they need to believe about themselves? What do they need to believe about their problem and things that they tried in the past? And it it really is understanding those limiting beliefs and um, guiding them through that and just seeing yourself as not just a marketer and not just this person, but as someone that, it's on their side. Someone that's saying, I get you, I understand you. And you do that by repeating back to them their experience all the time better than they can and just guiding them through that and, and then showing that new possibility mm-hmm. and then helping them bridge that gap, which leads to the third thing, which is the transformation. Mm-hmm. So for that thing, actually, was like, how do you help your clients? So now we know their conflict, we know like the problem that they have, we know what they really want. How do you help them bridge that gap? Like what more specifically, and that that's diving into your offer. Hmm. So literally, my entire work is around podcast guesting. So that's about amplifying one's voice via podcasting as um, being a guest on other people's shows, and that is so that they can be able to expand their reach, grow their business, and make it a big impact. And so. The people who come to work with me, they are ready because they find their value. But for those who have yet to get there, all it takes is just a single conversation for us to kind of like walk them through why they want to guest on podcasts. Because even though they may think they're not ready, the fact that they want to means that there's a part of them that believes that they are, they have something worth sharing. And so it's just basically like drilling really deep into like, what is that one thing that has created this belief? And then it's like basically shining a light on it. It's like, where is that belief coming from that you should be sharing something? And is it powerful enough to outshine the things that make them feel like they can't or shouldn't? So I feel like the initial work that I do with my clients about, you know, their messaging and their story, that is, that all comes out. They literally like talk about their whole story. I'm sitting there listening and I'm finding the thread that connects them to where they are and why they are uniquely qualified to um, be the go-to expert for their like area of expertise. And I, so I just want to um, follow up on that because so let's, with the podcast guessing, I know this is something that you're focusing on a lot. And it's the same thing where let's say I'm working with a client and they say, well, I offer mindset coaching or I help, I help my clients lose weight with a certain diet or I help people get on podcasts. Yes, that's what we do. But what's so powerful is linking that to a bigger transformation. And something I call like the ripple, like the ROI, but I call it the ripple of impact. Mm. Oh, wow. So that. it's seeing, <laughs> okay, now what new reality are you creating or what's now possible for your clients because they have the confidence to get on podcasts because they decide to own their voice and through working with you, what will they be able to do that maybe wasn't possible for them before? They didn't even 
believe or think about before? Like, what is that impact of that transformation that is now possible for them? I think um, it's basically the share that they are able to become more visible to those who are ready to work with them or ready to hear from them at least. And as a result of this newfound visibility by being on multiple shows, you know, they're able to grow their business because now they are more known. And people know what they stand for. They know what their message is. They know what their energy is like. So they can grow their business, whether it's filling up their client roster or building up their email list or whatever it is that you want to be visible for, right? And as a result, when they stop shying away from showing up, then they can and they do make a bigger impact because people are hearing from them now. So it's kind of like the transformation is like before was thinking that they weren't good enough or that they haven't achieved enough in order to do anything to suddenly being able to share what it is that they do and how they can help others. So I think that's the transformation. It's just like the newfound belief in oneself and it's amplified when they share their message more. And so knowing your audience, knowing their mindset, knowing their values, why do you think this matters so much to them? And also another way that you can spin this is what what will happen if they don't take action? Like how would they feel it's really so we have the answer we clear on the transformation but now it's diving deeper into more so how is this very relevant to them like why does this matter so much to them that they get the clients that they show up in these spaces that they realize the power of their voice because so just for example for me i will do the example for the quiet rebels i feel like with us there is this nagging feeling or this voice inside you that doesn't go away and Mm -hmm. you try to ignore it and you say okay well i can do this and this will make money and we find these paths and, and these things that we're good at but we're, we're not called to do it. We're not in our fully in our zone doing it. And it's easy to stay in that comfort zone. But this voice, like this thing that doesn't go away, that just keeps at you. And you wake up and you're, you don't feel fulfilled. And that spills over to other areas of your life to where you're not showing up fully. You're not, you're not fully present. You're not serving at the highest level. And, and even though you're making money, you're not making the income or the impact that is really possible for you because you're lacking that conviction in things. And like I said, at least for me, like, it spills over into other areas of your life. Yeah. So it's sometimes like helping people see how, yes, you want this thing, but here's also what's possible or here's what's at stake. If you continue to ignore this and continue to walk around with this problem unsolved, you know, that's a great thing. And that helps you get even more confident in your value in others because now you realize that this is really, a, you know, so now we just say the word transformation. This is really a transformation. Like I'm really helping someone shift. Not just through their work, but as a person, just help them have that confidence and just live out the way that they want to. Yeah, 100%. You totally get us quite rebel. Uh, the thing, ultimately, what it boils down to is living a life unfulfilled, basically. And that may sound cheesy, but that's actually the truth. It's kind of like, think about it. Purpose-driven entrepreneur. If they don't have the clients or the customer to support themselves, they are going to have to settle for finding another source of income in order to like keep a roof over their head and keep food on the table. As a result, if they stay there and they didn't find the courage to show up and to really make things happen then that nagging feeling as you said you know that nagging feeling or that voice inside that tells them you were meant for more it doesn't go away but it eats at them from the inside if they don't do anything about it and if they have kids then maybe they unknowingly set the example for the kids that they settled instead of striving for their dreams so it's kind of like when I think about the future generations to come to be honest with you I don't think I've ever said this before but when I think about the work I do I think of how hard I work now, the foundations I work to create now, because when my children come into this world, I want them to know that they came into the world by choice and I made life on purpose for them. And I want them to see 
what is possible when they just go for it, when they just like go towards a dream that they want to make, even if they don't know how to make it happen. If they have that unshakable courage and belief in themselves, they can make anything happen that they want to. So it's kind of like, I want to help future generations of my family and hopefully all the people that I have worked with, whether they're my clients or my friends or my family, students, whoever it is who finds my work, I want this feeling of possibility to reach each and every one of them. That's beautiful. Thank you. No, I feel like that's the real value of, and I know you feel the same way when you work with regular clients before you get to the actual podcast stuff, but like this pulling out these messages and just hearing the passion and the conviction that we have in our message and in the thing that we want to share. And sometimes it takes someone else creating the space or going through exercises on your own for you to, to realize that I actually do have a message. I actually do have a story because that is something that holds a lot of us back is that we say, well, I don't have this big story. We hear these rags to riches stories. We hear the overnight success stories and we think, well, who am I to share things? Who am I to get on podcasts who am i to record videos or i don't have enough to create content consistently on social media but when you take a step back and you, and you ask yourself questions you think about your journey you think about what led you to this and, and you think about the people that you're serving and you see yourself as that guide as that catalyst for their transformation and then you get excited about the transformation you deliver you get excited about what's possible as a result of you showing up and doing what you do that is when you just go from staying behind the scene and being that best kept secret to being that, that quiet rebel to mm-hmm. say that, you know, I can no longer keep this inside. My work matters too much. I care about these people too much. This story needs to be shared. There's someone that even if there's one person that hears this and is, is inspired, it's worth it. Yeah. And that's something that I'm passionate about is helping people realize that, you know, you do have a message inside. You do have gifts and it's not just share it, which feels good and it's freeing, but also this is the thing that helps you connect with your person, with your tribe. Because even if they didn't go through the exact situation of being in another country, you know, and having the pains or sitting in a doctor's office and hearing that she may have cancer, they didn't have to go through that, but they're going to connect with that deeper message. They're going to connect with the mission and the vision that you're casting for where you're going. And, and they're going to say, well, finally, someone gets it. I'm not alone on this journey. And mm-hmm. sometimes we obsess so much over the tactics and, and the how-to and realize that before all of that, and yes, it's good, but before all of that, it first starts with getting clear on what do I stand for and, and who do I best serve and showing up for them and what is that transformation I deliver and having that solid foundation and letting that guide the copy that you create and the content and the story that you tell and using that to connect and, and to resonate with your people. Mm. So beautifully said. And I want to thank you, Dre, that for your patience and generosity with your knowledge and your coaching experience to basically walk like me through the process that you do with your clients. So I just want to say thank you so much because to be honest, I've known all of this on the inside, but I don't think I've ever vocalized it in a way that I have today. So I didn't expect that. So I just want to say thank you so much for that. And I know that you do have something to help quiet rebels who are listening right now to be able to kind of take themselves through the, their own, like kind of like work through it on their own and everything. So we'll mention that towards the end. But just want to first of all say thank you. <laughs> and th- thank you. I feel it's an equal exchange of value. Ah, oh, thank you. So, well, time is actually really flown by because we've actually applied ourselves to that framework. So how about, let's talk about, before we recap, what would you say is the biggest injustice that you see when it comes to people not believing that their message matters? 
I'd like to hear from you as someone who actually does this, like you work with your clients to help them realize what, um, how their message matters. So what would you say, like what really drives you like, to do your work? I feel like it's the first thing that came to my mind was um, playing small, but I think it's really about people being so obsessed with, with thinking that, yes, you want to grow your business, you want to reach the success. So what is that process? What is that one funnel? What is the one traffic source? What is the one thing that is going to finally create the success. And it's like we put our power in the hands of a framework, the power of of something else. And so I'll give you an example. So I was when I first started this work and the thing that really solidified that I need to do this was that I was when I first started I was passionate about it. I was in Facebook groups creating those you know those long form story posts and um I was getting on Skype with people and I was working with someone that who was a mindset coach and he had paid five figures to be in this online coaching program. And he had his biggest month. So that I think the next month he had, like, he made $30,000. And mm-hmm. so, and the coach was, you know, sharing the success and, and posting it online. You know, of course, because that's, that's a great way. Yeah. But as we were talking, he was telling me that he felt miserable and he felt mm-hmm. so out of alignment because like this person, he works with like high level executives. He works with like leaders of different organizations and he has a framework around mindset, around like getting over your story and things like that. That is amazing. And it's like, he has like the spreadsheet. He just a master of what he does, <laughs> but the coach it was a business coach. And so when you join the program, they said, okay, well, here are the three things to follow. Here are the steps to follow. Do exactly what I did so that you can have success. So he followed what the coach did and but the coach never took a step back and said, okay, well, what is your vision? Where are you headed? What do you want to create? What is the impact? It was more so, I want to create as many success stories as possible. So I'm just going to tell everyone to do what I did. So one day, so you're making this, this money to everyone else you're successful, but then you wake up one day realizing that you've built something that doesn't fulfill you. You built something that is not you, that is not true to who you are or the mission and the impact that you want to be known for. So I helped him and I, I took him through the process. It wasn't as dialed in as it is now, but I, I was still figuring things out. But he had told me, he was like, you know, for the first time he felt seen. Like this is the first time where someone asked him, what do you want? Instead of just shoving a funnel or a framework and just saying, do this, follow these steps and then come back to me. So I think that's the injustice to me where people are just doing things without having a solid foundation, without knowing who they are and what their values are and what their transformation is. Like what is the change that they want to create in the world as a result of what they do? And because of that, we either get undervalue our work and we may not have success at all. Or I think, which is just as bad. We have success according to society or according to the industry standards, but then we realize that we're not fulfilled. We realize that that we're doing something that doesn't light us up and we're not excited. And not only that, the service to us, but the service to our, to our clients are not getting the best of us if we feel that way. So I, I don't know if that answered the question. But. Oh, yeah, definitely answers the question. And I'm glad that you brought that up. You're right that many people like do like, focus on the funnels and the frame. And they do matter. I just want to say that for sure. The only thing is that many people miss the steps that it takes to make those the most effective, which is yeah. being aligned with your own values, your why and your mission, the people you serve. So I'm really glad that you brought that up. And then you just like basically showed us how important it really is to actually get so deep into it. So that brings me to uh, one of the final questions before we recap. And that is what, in your opinion, is best way forward to communicate this newfound value, this newfound purpose that we discover through this process? How do we communicate that the most effectively outwards to those who can benefit and find value in the work we do? And so I think the biggest thing is the first two parts of the framework, the truth and the tribe, that is more so of like the self-reflection and getting the clarity and knowing your message and knowing 
who you serve, but really the, the transformation part, that is what you share. That's what you put out there. So it's showing up and through your copy, through your content, through the story that you're telling, focusing on asking yourself, well, how can I help this person feel understood? How can I help them feel seen? And it may be you sharing your backstory and things. So now they know that they're not alone. They know that, that you get them. Or another thing is asking yourself, which we touched on, what are the beliefs that need to be in place for someone to take action, the next step that, that you want them to take? And a lot of times that is the foundation for your email sequence right mm-hmm. there, because now you're addressing the beliefs. So now now you have an email about the objections and now you may have a case study. Now you may have an email about, about the stories. Now you have, you're shaping things. So it's really making a shift from, because yes, like you said, the tactics and the, form, the funnel and the formula, they are important. I just think that they're not the first step. Mm-hmm. But I, so I, I feel like a lot of times we, we obsess more about the tactics than we do the transformation and it's making that shift and, and doing the other way around. Mm-hmm. So now when you show up, you're sharing your message and, but not just from that place of self-reflection, but also now always with the question in mind of why does this matter? How is this relevant to the person on the other end? So getting clear on that transformation, when it's time for your offer, you have the features and, and even the benefits, but like asking you, like what is now possible? So now you associate, you're going to be on podcasts. For example, I'll get you on three podcasts to what is possible from that. Now you're going to be seen as an expert by more of your ideal clients. You're going to be showing up and just feel naturally feeling more fulfilled because you're doing the work and you're sharing the message and you're leading the mission that you really want to do. And that has had been on your mind that that podcast, start a podcast or join a podcast had been on their, their Evernote document, like the checklist for <laughs> over a year. And they just, you know, they just keep putting it off. So now they're going to, you're helping them get out their own way and you're laying out the foundation. They're going to start to get more clients. And from that now, also, especially if they're a search provider, now they're creating an educational platform. So now if they want to turn around and create courses or create trainings, things like that, they have that foundation. So it's really dialing in that transformation piece and then seeing, okay, yes, this is what I do, but what is not possible? And also on the other end, what are the problems? What are the challenges that they face? And speaking to that in the copy too. So it's really just how can you make people feel seen, understood, and valued? And how can you really get people excited and paint a vivid image of the transformation and the person that they'll become as a result of your work? Well, that's really good to know. And it really does stem from the fact that you do the self-reflection first as your foundational pieces. And then that naturally spills into the tactical things, you know, the email sequences, the funnels, the frameworks, and all of the stuff. So that's really good to know that it really just starts with self-reflection. So let's just quickly recap the name of your framework, just the three steps and how like people can get started from today. I think now that, you know, the quiet rebels who are listening, now they see what it look, what, or rather they hit, they've heard. <laughs> Again, I forget that it's a podcast. We listen to this. So now that they've heard what it's like for me and you, I want them to be able to experience this for themselves, whether they work with you or they follow your framework. Share with us in a nutshell. Again, name of your framework and the three steps that they can take today. Sure. So my framework is the Resonate and Rise framework. And so the three parts are the truth, pride, and transformation. So for the truth, that is really getting clear on what do you stand for and why. Question I always ask, almost ask every question, like, why did that matter? So mm-hmm. what do you stand for? Why did that matter to you? And why did that matter to the people that you serve? What change are you committed to creating? And also just who are you going to take a stance for? Like, who are you not just passionate, but who you passionate and qualified to serve that you feel like by me doing this, by me showing up for these people, I'm making my greatest impact while honoring my gifts and my, and my expertise. So what do you stand for? Who do you take a stance for? 
And just what is that bigger transformation that you're here to deliver to the world? And then take a step back and look at your own journey and just connect the dots. Okay, like what were those defining moments and how is that relevant? Because we have done a million things in life, but you know there are certain parts that you realize, okay, this led me to exactly where I am, or this will allow me to connect deeper with my audience and show them that I understand them, that I've been in their shoes. What are the moments that you can pull out? That's true. The tribe, a process I follow, I got this from a guy called Michael Haig. He's like a, like a Hollywood screenwriter. And so it's character, desire, and conflict. So character is who the person that you serve, like understanding them from a story sense will be like, what is their ordinary world? Like where they're at on their journey and really diving deep into like, what does their daily life look like as a result or as making it relevant to the people that, to the problem that you um, help them with. So what did their daily life look like? Where they are on their journey? What are the emotions that they're feeling? What are the story that they're telling themselves? Just really understanding that. And then the desire, what do they want? So what is that goal that they, they want to achieve? What is the problem that they want to solve? That's sending them on this journey to where they, they stumble across you and your process and your offers or your education or training and things like that. So what is it that they would want? And then conflict, what is in the way of them getting that? And for conflict, splitting it into external. So these, these are like the obstacles that are in the way. And then the internal, which are the stories and the limited beliefs that are in the way. So just to recap that part, for the tribe is the character. So who would be best served? What do they want? Who they want to become? What is that desire that's driving them? And then what is in the way? So that's the obstacles and also the story and the limiting beliefs. Because like, like we said, a big part is those, the mindset. No matter what you do, no matter what industry you're in, you can show people a million case studies and testimonials, but if they don't believe it's possible for them mm. in their unique situation, they're not going to take action. Yeah. So that's a big part. And then the, the transformation, look at your offer. I'd start by focusing on your core offer and just asking yourself, what is the transformation that you're delivering through this? So like, what is that big result or that big change, the big impact that you're having as a result? Look at your features, look at your benefits and keep asking yourself, well, why did this matter? Ask yourself that um, three to five times to get to the heart of that transformation. Paint a picture. So now what another question is, what is now possible? Because now there's things that we may not even realize doing this exercise that almost like, like we're opening up the doors and allow people to give themselves permission to create what they want. So what is now possible as a result of you doing this work. If they take action, what new possibilities open up for them that they may not have even thought about and that they can get excited about that's relevant to what they want. And also the ROI, the ripple of impact. Because you said it beautifully to where, yes, you may get people on podcasts, but it went from like doing that is still linked to you becoming a parent and a perfect example of possibility mm-hmm. of going after your dreams of having a platform of saying, I matter, my message matters and sharing that with your kid and doing it from a place of such deep integrity because you're living it first. But we may not think about that when we're just thinking about podcasts. Yeah. So we just think about that ripple of impact of beyond the immediate circle, beyond that immediate thing, else are their families, their part, their business partners, their life partner, how are they impacted as a result of them doing the work or them not doing the work? Wow. I just like, you know, got reeled back in into just realizing how important is how my message matters. And as a result, like for all you quiet rebels listening, I hope you now see how powerful this process is if you take yourself through it, which brings me to the next part, Dre, which is where can people find you if they want to connect with you to if they're struggling with 
finding why they're method masters like where can they go to find you and maybe learn a bit more about your process so that they can take themselves through it too so uh, two places the first one is my website which is elevate to elite.com mm-hmm. and then the second you can find me on instagram my handle is is my name andre addison so andre with a y and addison one d <laughs> i'll be sure to link over those in the show notes so my lovelies all you need to do is go to www.makeasang.com forward slash zero four five where you will learn how to connect with dre on instagram or if you wanted to check out his website elevate to elite.com all of that will be under that url so Great. Thank you so much. And by the way, I call Dre because that's his nickname. That, that's how I've gotten to know. But his actual name is Andre. So. <laughs> uh, just, yeah, it's cool. It's, people are wondering, like, who's Andre? Like, <laughs> <laughs> you never know. So we'll, we'll talk about that. <laughs> like whether to put on, the, on this episode name, like Andre or Dre. But anyway, so that's where people can find you. And so I've got two final questions for you before we wrap up this interview. And that is, what makes you a quiet rebel? For a lot of my life, I associated being quiet, not taking up space, staying behind the scenes. I don't know, with being good. So like even in, in school, a lot of times I would have the answer, but I, I wouldn't raise my hand. Because my thing was just like, let me just get by. Let me just do what I do. I'll, I know I'm going to do good on the test. That's all it takes. I didn't, for whatever reason, I was like afraid to take up space. I remember one time very vividly being at my aunt's house. And when I was a kid, you just sit at me, like I just have, I have a coloring book or the TV. I'm just quiet. You know, I wasn't making noise. I'm not running around. So I remember one time, it was just me and her in her apartment. And she was saying, you know, I didn't even realize that you were there. Like, I didn't realize that you were in the room. Because that's how quiet I was for so long. And for whatever reason, I associated, you know, as a good thing. I'm not taking up space. I'm not bothering anyone. And even when I started online marketing, it was like, okay, well, I can make money without having to talk to people, without having to <laughs> put myself out there. I was like, I covered the quiet part. But the rebel in me was the voice getting louder and louder that, I have a message. And also throughout my childhood and growing up, I, my parents spoke vision into me. They spoke life into me and they, they helped me, you know, see that I had brainers, have mentors that done that as well. But it was more so me owning that. But I feel like the voice got louder and louder and louder to where it's like, okay, maybe you are here to, to make a bigger impact than what you're doing. Maybe you're not just supposed to stay behind the scenes. Maybe you have a message that will inspire someone to show up and, and to share their gifts and to be the best version of themselves. And so now it was like, I went from that person that's always behind the scenes. And, and as you know, a lot of time I still, I still am very quiet. I still am, <laughs> I still am behind the scenes, but you know, I put myself out on video. I, when you asked me about the podcast, I, I said yes immediately because now I know that I have a duty mm. and it's a deeper calling to help others become the best version of themselves through meaningful work, through sharing their message and their gifts. So mm. I think that sums it up. Oh, dude, that's beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. And oh my gosh, I could so relate to you there when you spoke about not taking up space when you were a kid and when you were younger. And and like you saw me on the other side of Zoom, like why I like almost laughed when you said not raising your hand. Fun fact, guys, when Dre and I, we met in real life, it's actually the second time we've met, but this just a couple of weeks ago is the first time we like talked and connected properly. And so he was in mid conversation of like one of my best friends, Gabby. And so they were just like proper talking. And I didn't know when to interject because I just didn't know. Right. So I just slowly, like I had a cocktail, like we all had a drink, but I had a cocktail in my head and I'm just asking, okay, let me go for it. So I literally like, just slowly raised my hand <laughs> and at the corner of both of their eyes, they're like, May, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> and that's because. When I was a kid, I was raised to be polite and quiet. And uh, to me, I don't think that's that 
it's, I don't think it's bad to be polite, but now I also have raised my voice a little bit more, but not to the point where it is like abrasive or like overshadowing everyone. So you're definitely one of us. So thank you for sharing. Yes. Why you're a quiet rebel. I made it in. Yeah, you made it in. Exactly. Like full on entry, VIP pass. And finally, for those who are frequent listeners of the Quiet Rebels podcast, or even if they're not, when my audience hears this sound, it means it's time for a fact of the day. So because you are the guest in, I was going to say the hot seat, it's not really hot seat, but you know, because you're our guest of the day, we would love to know what's one thing that no one else knows about you, but what we can learn about you, whether it's a weird fact, a fun fact, a story, whatever it is, that's not really easily found on your website or Instagram or any other social media. So what's the one thing that we can know about you, Dre? I think it's not really weird, but I think it's fun. I wanted to be a, a music producer. Ooh. So in my room, I had like a full setup, like a drum pad, and, and I, I downloaded all stuff on, on my computer. And I remember, like, I used to, during this time, I used to go to summer camp a lot. So every year, me and my little brother would go to summer camp. And there was one year I just told my mom, I'm not going to summer camp. Well, I think it was like for a few weeks. So I wasn't going to summer camp, and I just stayed in my room every day, just <laughs> learning, watching videos, just trying to become a producer and make beats and um, things like that. And it's funny because when I stopped doing that, I knew it was a passion. I knew it was something that I had a vision of like for, for very long and I was very interested in. And then I gave up on it because I feel like not enough people were buying my beats. Enough people were like buying the music. And like after I stopped doing it, that's when people kept asking, Oh, why did you stop and do all this thing like that? And I remember like, you no, know, I felt bad about that. And I felt like I, you know, I gave up on a dream. And I remember like they were, especially early on in my business, there were times where I would want to give up and I would look back at me giving up before. At that dream, and I'll tell myself, I'm not going to continue this pattern of giving up on my dream or giving up something I want to do. So, like, there's many times, it haven't been recently, but years back, that I would reference that moment and say, you know what, like, this is, you know, you said this is what you want to do, this is what you believe in. Let's find a way. You know, if we have to pivot, we have to, don't, don't, you know, don't give up on your dream like you did before. Cause I, I remember that feeling of me just saying, like, you know, I'm not doing this no more, mm-hmm. even though there was no other reason than me just not, me, lose, me losing belief in myself. Oh, wow. Now I feel like, you know, if we ever, because I'm actually planning to change things up with the Quiet Rebels podcast, um, especially with the one year anniversary coming up in a couple of months time. And who knows, maybe you'll be the person behind the new like uh, music. <laughs> who, who knows? I'm just putting it out there. <laughs> but that's really... well, I'm a bit rusty. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And so, yeah, that's really good to know that that's almost like a moment that you look back on of like when I gave up and the impact that happened as a result of giving up. And how that serves as a permanent reminder that you do need to move forward with things that you're passionate about and that helps other people. So thank you for sharing that with us. No problem. Right. So Dre, it's been amazing you having you onto the podcast today. Thank you so much for being super generous again with like your knowledge of your framework and walking like me through it step by step. And as a result, hopefully like the quiet rebels who, who have listened up until this point have seen the value of just like seeing it done or hearing it being done. okay we need to stop doing that <laughs> but like i re- appreciate you as a human being and as a guest on the show today so thank you thank you and i just also want to reflect that back it's been awesome like seeing your, your transformation and just even for the moment that, that you say you want to have this podcast to now and when we were in san diego just hearing how passionate you are about it's not even like podcasting. I see it as a vehicle, but really about helping others have a platform to share their messages and to share their gifts. And I remember like just hearing you share your stories. And I'm like, we need to talk about this a lot more. Like I was just, <laughs> like, when you were done, I was just like quiet. Cause I'm just like, wow, like this is, <laughs> this really moved me. It's very inspiring to see. Thank you.
Thank you so much, Dre. And I'll put all the links for people to connect with you. So again, my lovelies, go to makeasang.com forward slash 045 and you'll find all the links to connect with Dre or Andre, which you'll find is <laughs> part of his Instagram handle and to connect with you further. So thanks so much for being on here. Wasn't that amazing? My lovely quiet rebel. My goodness. I really hope now that you've actually seen like the framework in action, now you know why I do, why this podcast exists is because I believe in you. I believe in the transformation you can create for the world. Whether it's a big span of it or your corner of it, it doesn't matter. But what does matter is you and how you can have your own ROI, your own ripple of impact through the work you do. So I hope you know now how much of an advocate and a cheerleader I am for you and your work. So I really hope that this interview inspired you. I really hope that you loved Dre's framework, like we walked you through it step by step and using me as a guinea pig as a life example. So I really hope that you, like after seeing the possibility that it was for me, that you can turn it on yourself to really understand the possibilities for you when you really find your voice and when you really realize why your message matters. So if you enjoyed this episode, I'd love it if you could screenshot it and tag us on Instagram and sharing with us your insight that you received as a result of listening to it. And don't forget to tag me and Dre as well. So I'm going to put Dre's Instagram handle as well as my own in the show notes so you can be sure to copy and paste. Hopefully, you know, by now is Make Sang, so M-A-I-K-E-E-T-S-A-N-G. And for Dre, it's A-N-D-R-E-Y and Addison with one D. So his name is actually Andre, but I refer to him as Dre a lot in the the interview but I hope you can tag us and share your takeaways because we would love to know how you feel about your own message after you take yourself through the process and that is it for today my lovely thank you so so much for joining us I really hope that you found it beneficial to help you realize why your message matters now more than ever so thank you so much and I can't wait to be with you again same place same time next week for another episode of the quiet Ripple podcast to stay in touch, be sure to subscribe to this podcast if you haven't done so already, and I'll see you then. Take care of yourself and bye for now.